Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga, with player picks as dazzling as a Danny Latzer, Lionel Messi impression, fantasy advice as well-timed as an Erling Haaland brace, and pundits who are both loving life with Lars Stindl. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Thurgood. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Match Day 34, the final one of the season. And unfortunately, as you might have guessed after last week, uh, this is going to be a solo show. I'm on my own. And I, 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 to be honest, I only have myself to blame after what happened in the game I commentated last weekend. Fortunately, Bremen's fate wasn't set in stone as they still have a fighting chance on the final match day. The same could be said for Flo when it comes to his prospects of finishing above me this season. But, oh wait, what's this? Oh, there's some breaking team news uh, coming in regarding today's lineup. Oh, the fantasy football got is on the line. Uh, Flo, have you recovered from the weekend? Yeah, well, well played, James. You have me. Uh, like I, I had to chuckle, although I think you gave it away with the pundits, the pundits. in the plural. <laughs> but uh, well played, sir. Have I recovered? I, th- I think the re- recovering will be coming after tomorrow so after Saturday well that's right you'll be covering from being really drunk for celebrating the fact that you got into the playoff spot right that's what you'll be recovering from yeah that will be that that take a lot recovering if we make it to 16th place uh, <laughs> that, that I, I will probably be a bit hangover on on Sunday but speaking about hangovers James I, I wanted to congratulate uh, you for Liverpool being crowned champions of the Premier League. I know you're a Liverpool supporter. Oh, thank, so. thank you very much. Congratulations. It was a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. Yeah, this is the first one that I can remember in my lifetime properly and actually enjoy. It was a bit strange because I was doing the virtual Bundesliga live stream last night, so I couldn't even watch the match. I watched like the last 10 minutes of it, I think, in the end. And... Uh, it seemed in some ways very anticlimactic, but I still had a little mini celebration to myself. Couldn't help it. Yeah, but <laughs> had to be done. Would have been better, I think, to celebrate on the pitch. When it, well, that's what I guess. I mean, last time Bremen were uh, crowned champions. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, that was that was on the pitch. I, I think so. I think I would have I celebrated even harder had it been a Liverpool win. I imagine it's a better it yesterday season. and things like that. But hey, we shouldn't digress too much as much as I do want to celebrate because we do have a show yeah. uh, to get through today for match day 34. As yeah. we said, one final match day of the season. A last chance to maybe claw your way up the overall standings or uh, Pippa Another player to the post in one of your mini leagues. I'm trying to hold off the advances of flow, uh, and I did well last week to do that, coming out with a, a, a scoreline that genuinely surprised me as well. Um, there were lots of last-minute changes. Yeah, the, the advances in the fantasy world you're trying to hold off. That, I, I just want to clarify that. Uh, thank you very much for, for, for making yeah. sure that was clarified. A quick update on the TFF Pokal. The unofficial scores at the halfway stage are that Whiteswan FC uh, has 144 points to the 141 of Il Diavolo. So that looks like it's going to go right down to the wire on match day 34. Can't wait to find out who does take the crown this season. And we sent out a tweet about this, but today's show will be a, a listener question only show. There's not so much point of us going through all the match day fixtures, uh, given that I think I think, Flo, it's fair to say our experience on the final match day is often that there'll be so many surprises in the starting lineups. There'll be differentials left, right and centre. And if you can hit and find the right horse uh, to back, then ultimately you could score big on the final match day. Yeah, exactly. We're in for a lot of, uh, probably a lot of players will start who aren't even in the fantasy game. 
uh, I think that's, that, that could happen. That you say, oh, who's that guy? I, I'm, I'm trying to look up his, his market value and you say, oh, he's not even in the game. Yeah. So that's, Christian uh, Streich is normally good for a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it will, I mean, there, I think they're just two games where none of the two clubs has anything to play for except for maybe a bit of TV money, depending on where the club stands at the end. But it's, it's usually not that motivating uh, for clubs and teams. We've seen that in the past. So I think in, in seven out of nine games, at least one club has something to play for still. So maybe, uh, I, I don't think like even Bremen is playing Cologne. I don't think that Gistol will play his, uh, a, a used team just because of optics. Um, same for Union against Düsseldorf and so on. But we definitely will keep an eye on the lineups on Saturday. We will indeed. Uh, but yes, very unpredictable. So be ready for that if this is your first experience of match day 34 uh, in the Bundesliga fantasy game. But let's crack on with some listener questions. I'll start with a comment, actually. It was from uh, a fan who goes by the name of at 89Verda on Twitter. He says, hi, guys. Uh, this was a wonderful third season listening to you from Syria. So greetings from Syria. Uh, he says, great job. I just wanted to share best wishes for Werder Bremen in the final game. So I thought that was worth reading out. Definitely. Because, yes, yeah. you, are, you are not alone, Flo. I think we're all sending you best wishes uh, and to all the Bremen fans out there as well. Um, so let's move on then to the first of our listener questions. I thought I'd start with a, an easy one that gets the discussion going, Flo. Uh, and it comes in from at FPL Addicted. He says, one, who were the must-have players at Perth? position for a star man this weekend and while there is a bit of unpredictability flow I think it's fair to say there are some candidates out there aren't there yeah I mean last week we talked about Gladbach and Hoffenheim having the best matchups and therefore investing heavily in Hoffenheim and Gladbach and I think if you've done that you've probably done well and if I look at the schedule for the last match day Leverkusen against Mainz is is a match that's laid out there Mainz just uh, clinched staying up in the Bundesliga. Leverkusen has to win to have a chance to qualify for the Champions League. And that's, uh, matchups I'm, I'm trying to, uh, invest in. So it's Leverkusen for me. Kai Havertz at the forefront. He will be my star man midfielder. And up front, I'd probably choose either Forland Alario or, and now I'm going to go to the second match where I might invest in is Frankfurt against Paderborn as Silva. So one of these three guys, I, I think would, uh, I would give the not over even Lewandowski. Um, although it has to be said last week, a star man, Lars Stindl, uh, in the end, Lewandowski did outscore Stindl. But both had pretty, pretty good games. So, uh, we know what Lewandowski can do, but they're playing at Wolfsburg and Wolfsburg has to get as many points out of the last match day than Hoffenheim to get the direct qualification for the Europa League. So they, they will play as hard as they can. And we don't know how, um, how motivated Bayern will be to, to get this last win of the season. So I'm, I'm, I'd probably rather uh, get Silva, Folland or uh, Alario over Lewandowski. That might be a bit controversial, but I'm just not sure that... Like, if it's 2-0 to Bayern, I think all can agree that let's, let's end the season on no one wants to get injured and 
And uh, I think it can be different in Leverkusen because they have to win. And Frankfurt, uh, just because of Paderborn, is just not a Bundesliga side. That's that's the reason. So we uh, and now we we talking defenders, and I I probably go with whoever plays. Like if Chandler or Da Costa is playing as a winger for Frankfurt. That will be my choice as a defender. Yeah, those are those are all yeah, those are all very strong. So picks. I think that's covering all position. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it, this is it. I mean, it's it's very it, it is hard with the unpredictability of the lineups. And the, the second part of his question is about differentials, where it gets even tougher. But even for the star men here, I think you've got to look at the matchups. Um, like Flo says, that that spring out to you that could bring up big points. And then at that point, when the lineups come out, it's it's backing a horse. Um, and Lucas Alario has previous with you um, of helping you on the final match day, doesn't he, Flo? Yeah, yeah. He he shot me to glory the the season I, I won the. Fantasy Bundesliga was on, on the back of Alario scoring a brace, I think, on the last match day. And he was a big differential pick. Got me over the line at the end. So, yeah. Um, but definitely no mistake in going with like Lewandowski and Kimmich as your star man as well. Especially Kimmich is so consistent right now, but I might lean o- uh, over to, to guys who have better matchups, but they're like, the Costa or Chandler feel more unsafe than Kimmich, um, but I think the likelihood of them, although it's, it's, it's tough to say likelihood is of them getting huge points tallies is bigger than Kimmich when Kimmich is doing it week after week. So yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, it's depending on what you're comfortable with. I just, I just can't see this Wolfsburg against Bayern game being a bit boring and not create, uh, not creating a lot of fantasy gold there. But I might be wrong about that. It's just just an inkling. And I'm, like on the last match days, I'm always going with the matchups I feel best. Uh, and that's not Bayern this week. It's just Leverkusen and Frankfurt for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I might throw one more out there just because, I mean, last year, the, the last day of the season was absolutely, it was a goal fest in certain necks of the woods. Uh, you had Leverkusen beating um, Hertha by a big margin. Wolfsburg smashed Augsburg on the final day. Wout Weghorst got a hat-trick uh, on that occasion. And so there were some big horses that if you backed them right, uh, that you could score big. And I'm, I'm wondering whether Leipzig and some of their players may be another one of those against an Augsburg side who will likely have taken their eye off the ball a little bit. And, you know, ultimately there is still pride at stake and uh, Leipzig are a side that if, even if they're not in top gear, if their opponents give them an inch and show any sign of vulnerability, they can score big. And so, you know, I could foresee maybe for Leipzig a big win over Augsburg. And at that point, again, if you back the right horses, uh, whether that be your your defenders, uh, your your Mukielas or your Angelinos or in midfield, your Sabitzers, I mean, you've got a plethora of options there. Uh, Unkunku may actually be mot- motivated to put in a good performance on the final day of the season if he's in the starting line at never know but that is it let the lineups lead you I think is the best way uh, to give some advice when it comes to the star men um, but you've been given some great options there uh, are there any differentials flow that you're looking at and thinking oh you know who could be who could spring a surprise who could be that Valt Vekhorst who gets a hat trick on the final day uh, that maybe isn't on many people's radars uh, Niklas Fökul oh of Bremen I think there's a pretty decent chance that he's in the starting lineup 
Uh, I mean, you you did the commentating of the Mainz game, so you you saw that he's head over shoulders the best striker in the Werder Bremen squad. It might, that was obvious after five minutes into the second half. Hundred percent. It's just it's just Bremen is playing on a different level if Füllkrug is on the pitch, and they like what they really would need to have a decent chance of getting into the playoff spot is a win with four goals difference. So. You can't hold out Fulkrug for the last 30 minutes or so. If he's in the starting lineup, I, I personally, like I said, I expect that. He played 45 minutes at Mainz. So he should be ready to at least give you, like if it's close, I, I can see Fulkrug not coming off the pitch at all. It's all depending on, on what the scores are on all the places. But he's definitely a guy who, who can have a, have a field day. If you want to invest in Bremen, I'm not sure I'm going to do that, but, uh, I mean, Havertz might not be a differential pick, but if you're picking a Leverkusen or Frankfurt striker and a Frankfurt defender, it's probably differential enough for most uh, of your opponents. Cause I expect a lot of Lewandowski and Kimmich combinations as Starman. And then it's just a midfield position. Probably Harvards will be the most popular one. So if you want a differential pick, it would probably be Philip Kostic for me. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, without uh, wanting to tempt fate here, I mean, the, the other place that you can look for differentials, again, you're looking for teams that are highly motivated. And I think Fortuna Dusseldorf against Union could be another market where Fortuna players uh, may afford you an avenue to a few more points this weekend, potentially, because that is obviously a fixture that means as much to them uh, as it does to Werder Bremen in their match with Köln. But let's move on to the next question. Uh, and it is a, a couple of questions. Firstly, about strikers. He's asking, uh, this is Beer im Glass on Twitter. Uh, Stindl or Silver flow? Uh, silver. Although it's, uh, both are good options. I mean, Glapper's playing Hatter. They Glapper has to win as well. But Hatta is just, I mean, they're, they're a, a pretty decent side under, under Labadia. Um, that's just the reason why I would give Silver against Paderborn the nod. If he's in the starting lineup, uh, who knows what Adi Hütter does for the last match day. Um, that's, that's definitely a question mark. So, uh, Stindl will play for Gladbach. Silver, we, we're not sure yet if he wants to mix something up just for the last match day and give, give, like, if is Paciencia, for instance, back and he wants to give him a run on the last match day, that's definitely possible. Uh, I'm not even sure that he is back, but I, I think uh, he's at least back in, in training. Paciencia, that is. So, yeah. Um, but if uh, both are playing, uh, I would. Uh, prefer Silva over Stindl. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. And Pacienza is exactly the type of player that I think we all need to have in the back of our heads when it comes to if he pops up in the starting lineup. Those are the types of differentials that you can maybe profit uh, off of uh, when the lineups do come out. Let's move on to the second part of his question. He asks, is Hakimi a must? And this is it, Flo. I mean, they're playing against Hoffenheim, Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. But I'm wondering, are we going to see the Borussia Dortmund that lost to Mainz or are we going to see the Borussia Dortmund that beat Leipzig? Uh, I expect to see more the Dortmund that lost against Mainz than the one that won at Leipzig because they were playing like that was a prestigious duel at Leipzig and they were playing for second place. Now it's, it's done. The battle is over. 
uh, I'm reluctant to invest in, in Dortmund for this match day. And I'm not even sure that Hakimi will play. So if Morey, who played at Leipzig and got 14 points there, is in a starting lineup, he's actually a pretty decent value uh, defender for just 2.4 million. So Matteo Morey, definitely one to keep on your radar if you need a cheap starting guy. I, 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 it's the last game of Hakimi in Dortmund. What, what does Favre do? And I, it's tough. And uh, does he want to give him a farewell as part of the pitch or does he want to see what he has in Morey a bit more over 90 minutes again? So I think that's definitely a situation to keep an eye on, but, uh, I definitely, don't think uh, I, I I just don't think that that Dortmund players uh, are a must for the last match day. I, I just feel it's so uh, unsure um, how they will perform because uh, we've seen just them totally losing it uh, just out of out of the blue when they don't have much to play for. And it's definitely the case against Hoffman. Yeah, this is it. I mean, like, I feel like a lot of people have a lot of expendable cash um, this weekend because, what, it was last weekend we lost Sancho, Gnabry and Hakimi from the starting lineups. And, I mean, I know for me those were my three transfers out, which did mean that I kept people like Erling Haaland and that actually turned out to be, to work out okay in the end. Um, But as a result, I think uh, the temptation would be normally to go back to the Dortmund market, but I am with you. I, I don't fully trust it. Uh, on this final match day. I do think we'll see more of the Dortmund side that lost to Mainz than we did uh, the side that beat Leipzig. And I think, you know, Hoffenheim have something to play for. You know, they wouldn't mind avoiding the qualifying rounds of the Europa League if they can. And these two have previous on the final match day of the season. I mean, there are memories of yeah. Kevin Grosskreutz going in goal for Borussia Dortmund against Hoffenheim on the final match day when, I, you know, I think there was a love at stake for Hoffenheim in that game as well yeah. when it came to them uh, clinching a European berth. That might that might have actually been the first time they did no, it. No, 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 no. Hoffenheim would have gone down when... when oh, uh, that's right. If yeah, Dortmund yeah, had right. won that game, Hoffenheim would have gone down... And uh, Dusseldorf would have played in a relegation Yeah, playoff. at the wrong end of the table. <laughs> and then there was Lewandowski scoring a 3-2 for Dortmund in injury time. And it, it did stand at first. There was no video system, but Lewandowski was offside. And after a conversation with the linesman, the, the referees and, uh, voided the, the goal in the end. But quite dramatic scenes there. I remember it fondly. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was a, that was a better final day of the season for you. Not, back then. N- not fondly, uh, I have to say, because I, I actually wanted to uh, for Hoffenheim to get relegated and not Düsseldorf. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't think I don't think you're alone back then. Um, but yeah, no, that is it. These two do have previous. There is historical value to it. I'm pretty sure that's not the only time they've met on the final day of the season either. Um, but therefore, yeah, I just don't find the Dortmund market that attractive. Let's move on to the next part of Beer Im Glass's question. He's asking Kostic or Hoffman, and this goes with the Stindl Silver question. So are you along the same lines where it's Kostic over Hoffman? I mean, bear in mind, he may be asking about star men here as opposed to who he's going to have in his squad. Yeah, but for both, it's, it's Kostic or uh, it's Kostic. And I think it's star men because Kostic and Hoffman, they are not in the same price range. So Kostic is almost double the market value uh of Hoffman. Yeah, Hoffman who scored 18 points without scoring last weekend. Not not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good choice. It's just yeah, I'm looking to invest in 
Frankfurt or Leverkusen uh, in, in my bias. And then the last part of his question then, Flo, is to keep Philip Max or not? <sighs> Tough. Um, if you... Like he wouldn't be in my probably wouldn't be in my starting lineup if I can avoid it. Yeah, I think I think that's a very good way of looking at it. As I said, Leipzig are the type of side I'm looking at on this final day that could have a bit of a blowout win, uh, and Augsburg would therefore be the whipping boys on the other end. Let's move on to the next listener question because it involves a Leipzig player flow, uh, and it is from uh, at Epi Epio boy. Well said. Oh, I've well absolutely said. botched that completely, but never mind. <laughs> It's one of those Twitter handles you read and you're like, oh, that's a that's an interesting one. Uh, but he's asking for Sabitzer alternatives. Or he's saying, should I simply downgrade to Grifo slash Olmo? Yeah, Grifo is a, like, Freiburg is playing Schalke at home. Not that uninterested to go to Grifo, but uh, that's a differential. Uh, so I think it's, it's okay to throw that name out. Uh, my... First alternative for Sabitzer, he's a pricey midfielder, so you can get a pricey midfielder back, and that pricey mid- midfielder would be a costage for me. Um, if you don't have Harvards, Harvards, these are the two prime candidates, in, in, in my opinion, for the last match day. Like, Hofmann is also, uh, like, Gladbach might be the third team I'd, I'd back, uh, on this match day, and they have quality, uh, alternatives in midfield, Neuhaus and Hofmann, both are good choices in midfield, I think. So wait for the lineups and then decide. Definitely. I think that's a very, very sound advice. Uh, um, Grifo is a risky pick. Um, um, it definitely can work out. So I'm, I'm not slagging that. I just like, we talked about the style of football that Schalke plays a lot. And I'm not sure if Freiburg, like Freiburg thrives if they can counter. And, and play more like they're not playing possession football and like I've seen the Schalke match against Bremen where Schalke had at home 18% of the ball during the first half I'm just not sure that Freiburg has the tools to to really stick it to Schalke and that's why I'm I'm personally not going to Grifo I think but there's a sort process in saying that Schalke really sucks <laughs> yeah. it's a lot probably the last match was David Wagner, I would think so. Maybe it's they all just saying, "Ah, come on, who cares? Let's let's just uh, make it uh, enjoyable uh, afternoon for Freiburg." Yeah, it, it is one of those. Like they are the type of team that have shown, especially in the Rookrunder, that they do and can collapse at times. And so, yeah, if Freiburg get the ball rolling, you never know what's going to happen. But therefore, I mean, Grifo has come on strong towards the end of the season. I remember we kept he kept popping up in our player picks and not really delivering. But then that has all changed since we stopped putting him in our player picks. That's just the way things go sometimes. But uh, I like the idea behind it, um, and he could be a good differential. He could be one of those horses that if you back it, uh, it, it really. Comes comes off big for you. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, it's from at stats underscore don't underscore lie. He says last match day uh, and there are only four teams with anything left to play for. Gladbach, Leverkusen, Werder and Fortuna. Potentially six if you include Wolfsburg and Hoffenheim. Yeah, I, I, I definitely include Wolfsburg and I, I would. I would as it's well. It's a big difference to to finish six or seven. So it's three, actually three matches where no team has something to play for. I was incorrect with my 
two, it's three. That's, that's yeah. all right. We'll forgive you for that. Um, but he says he's currently 37 points behind the top 2,000 in the overall rankings where he is saying he hopes to finish. He asks, firstly, do you think it, he's got any chance? And he says, are these the teams that I should target? He also says, P.S. Kramerich, Hoffman and Karajabek as the star worked a charm last week. Thank you, guys. Um, I think the chance is probably slim because it's not just... You don't have to make up, like, if you're in a mini league and have to make up 37 points, um, at one opponent, that might be possible. But you have, like, you're 37 points behind and you've got a lot of people who are in between you and the 2000 spot. And that's probably the issue there. So as good as you are on the last match day, I, I think you, like, uh, next season is is the one where you'll make it. Uh, I think that's uh, what I would say. I think it comes down to star men, doesn't it? Because the star men on the final match day can make all the difference. Still, still. Yeah, I know. But if he's 30, like, he should have said which position he's in. But I would guess that 37 points is like there are hundreds of people between. Like, he has to overtake hundreds of people on one match day. I think it's very tough. You 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 have to have close to the nuts to to make that happen. Yeah, for, uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. So and and definitely you can't go with Harvard as your star man if you want to, because in my opinion he'll he'll probably be the like the guys who who think about what they're doing. I think Harvard's probably number one star man on the last match day. So that's definitely something you have to consider if you want to make up ground. Um, and it's like, it's, it's a usual occurrence that if you want to make up ground, you're ending up losing ground. Um, but that's just the nature of the game because you have to make bets that are less likely, uh, to be right than, uh, the popular ones. Yeah. No, Most very true. No, but I mean, it, so, it's also good yeah. advice to say go for differentials. Um, yeah. and I think we, 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 yeah, and we we talked about the teams you should target and a potential differential picks. Um, you could even Bremen has to score at least four goals without conceding. So if you think that's, I think it's possible, uh, depending on how Cologne will like show up at Bremen, then maybe a bit in court or somebody like that could be your differential, but. Yeah, I, I think in the end you might you might hurt your chances. Uh, well, I mean that is the, that is the question as well. Do you, I mean it's final match day of the yeah. season? You've got nothing to lose if you want to crack the top two thousand. Take a risk on the final no. match day. Yeah. Back 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 a horse. Yeah, yeah back you, a horse you have that you to. wouldn't exceed. You have you know, to. No one else was, is yeah. really going to do, and just hope it pays off. I mean, yeah. you genuinely have nothing to lose in that case. Um, yeah. So that's I think that's the way I'd play it. Have some fun with the final match day, um, and and that could be uh, what what helps you know, shoot you up the rankings. But yeah, you've got a tall order ahead of you, no doubt about it. And I'm glad, I'm really glad that the Cramrich Hoffman and Kalajabek picks came off, but they show you the, the power of the star men if you if you back the right horses. So uh, yeah, uh, try, try and follow suit again this weekend, I think is probably our best piece of advice. Uh, let's move on to a question from at Beard Deutsch's uh, flow. He says, after Lewandowski and Stindl, should I go with a third striker or go with a five-man midfield? Because I think this is an important question that will be, yeah, plaguing a lot of people this weekend. Yeah, I'm 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 always preferring a, a four three three or a three four three. So I'm always fielding three strikers on the last two match days. 
And uh, I think, like, it's, it's just the nature of the game. Your strikers have the highest likelihood of scoring. And goals are what gives you the biggest boost in fantasy points. And that's why I would always go with three strikers. Although they, they are, um, definitely consist, more consistent midfielders. Uh, I, I just think if you, like you have three strikers and say, okay, if I feel this three, I'm feeling good that at least one, probably two of them can score. You can't, you can't do that with your midfielders. So they're not so many, especially now that, that, uh, What's the status of, of Sancho? Uh, um. I, I think the status with Sancho is kind of what it's been since the restart is that we don't really know. Um, uh, you know, this, yeah. I, it's hard. It's genuinely hard to, to back Sancho, I think, on the final match day. But if he's in the starting lineup, yeah, then I, I can understand the gamble. But again, I would then maybe anticipate seeing the type of Sancho we saw against Mainz, which wasn't very productive no. and certainly wasn't worth the value. So I, I, I don't think there's a, like, Havertz is some midfielder most likely to score on this match day, I would think. But it's it's tough to get like five midfielders you feel like have a really good chance of scoring a goal. And I, I could name like five to six strikers where I feel it's there's more than a decent chance that they get on the score sheet uh, on Saturday. Yeah, no, I would, I would 100% agree with that. And that, that's why I personally would also go for a three-striker formation. I mean, I'd love to play 2-5-3. I mean, we'd all love to do that if we could. Um, but even the Bundesliga fantasy game isn't that flexible. Um, and so, yeah, at that point, I think three strikers, they, they have much better value for you, especially on the final match day when you know, no matter what, they will be hungry for goals. Okay, let's move on. We've got a, a big listener question. It's four-part flow from at Demon2600 on Twitter. Uh, he says, yeah, who can be the best goalkeeper pick for the final match day? I have a spare transfer and want to replace one of Schubert slash Kastenmeier. Thinking about Schwolo, Zoma, Berkey and Pavlenka, but leaning towards Schwolo for now. Yeah, you, you know that I'm not, I'm not a, like, I'm, I'm lost uh, when it comes to goalkeepers. I think it's, it's so hard to predict. If you, if you, like, I wouldn't get Schwolo. Because Schalke is not getting off shots, so you you have to good point. get a clean you you have to get a clean sheet of Schwolo to get him like nine points. I I, ju- I, I don't think that Schwolo has a ceiling. Um, and ceiling games for goalkeepers are if they save like eight to nine, like eight shots or more, and get points of that, and then add a, maybe add a clean sheet. And I just don't see that happening with Schwolo. Just because of the way that Chalka plays. Pavlenka, I think, is a, is an interesting one because Bremen will have to play attacking football. So there might be chances for Cologne to get off shots. Yeah. Uh, but it's tough. I'm like, I'm not the biggest experts on goalkeepers. I have to say that if I have to decide for one, who's that going to be? Maybe Kastenmeier even. So, but. Like I, I personally wouldn't do a goalkeeper transfer, uh, but if you feel you don't don't can improve on in other positions, well, that's it. I mean, I, it, uh, <laughs> out of my gut is is Kastmaier would be my my first choice, or even no, uh, Timo Horn. I'm going with Timo Horn because Bremen will get shots off, and they're not very good 
uh, at um, placing that shot in the net, actually. <laughs> so I think there's a there's a good chance that that Holm will have a lot of saves in that game at Bremen. Yeah, I was, so thinking about, on. I was thinking about Jarstein as well. I think Gladbach will get a fair few shots off against against. Yeah, Hertha. but they'll score. They they'll score, and that's hurting you a bit. Although I would I would actually look more for which goalkeepers because it's more predictable than clean sheets is to see who will get off shots and therefore have the has the possibility to save shots. And if I add that with a squad that's not known for scoring goals like Bremen. So if I think it's through, Timo Horn would be my uh, first choice. Yeah, I mean, the, the difficult thing is, I think this is why Flo was so pained and, and uh, with his answer there, is that neither of us are that convinced that it's a big differential for you on the final match day to change a goalkeeper. Um, goalkeepers genuinely haven't been big differentials throughout this entire campaign. I think uh, we've all kind of, no matter which goalkeeper you've backed, you've kind of probably ended up with a, the, you know, a range of points that isn't, isn't that wide-ranging. Um, and that's why we're not that convinced. But he does... Uh, in the second part of his question, ask about strikers, which we're much more interested yeah. in. Um, and that's the thing: if you've got the spare transfer, use it, uh, uh, Dimitri. Like, actually, absolutely do it. Like, we're not we're not bashing the idea at all. Um, and you know, when you when you don't have uh, that much, fle- well, you don't have any flexibility on the final match day. You've got to put out an eleven. If you if you're convinced that's going to make a difference, go for it. Um, but he's asking for the best third striker option. He says he already has Levy and Silverflow. Yeah, uh, I would look at the Leverkusen strikers, preferable Alario, as if he's in the start lineup or if you don't feel comfortable with that because it's, it's definitely a risk I think Lars Stindl is a safe and very good option um, playing Hatter at home for, for Gladbach and being in, in pretty decent shape in recent matches Yeah, I- and you got Hail Mary Fulkrug uh, if you want to go that route yeah, good options. Uh, third part of his question, he says, I have a dilemma with my third defence spot after Kimmich and Benzabayini. He says he's got Trimmel, Pekarik and Angelino, but he's thinking uh, about playing Trimmel, but only if Union play three at the back. If not, considering replacing Angelino with Augustinson or somebody else need your advice, he says. Uh, I think Trimmel is a pretty decent choice. That wouldn't be a priority for me. Augustine's definitely interesting if you need a value. Defender is up in the air if Gibra Selassie can play against Cologne. If not, then Friedel is going to play as a right back um, and he's cheap. That that would be interesting. We talked about Moray of Dortmund as a, as a value defender and um, of course the Frankfurt defenders. But um, I would wait until I see the lineup of Frankfurt and then make a decision. But I think the Frankfurt defenders are the most interesting ones for me because usually either Da Costa or Chandler are playing as a winger. And both, like Chandler is cheap. Da Costa is good value. I think he's around 11 million. Yeah, he, he's not had the season everyone expected him to have. I think it's fair to say, especially in the fantasy world. And that's why his value was uh, on the high end at the start of the season and it hasn't dropped uh, that much. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's barely barely been involved in the same way in the starting lineup as we uh, were, we became used to seeing last season. And I, I do agree, a Trimmel... I've got him in my squad and he's kind of that fringe player if he's right on the, the cusp. Either he's going to be my third defender or he's going to have to sit on the bench and just miss out. So uh, I, I will wait to see 
how the cuts fall on the final match day. Uh, but Dimitri, in his fourth part of his question flow, is saying that he's got three Gladbach assets for this match day. He's asking, is that the optimal amount or not? He says he's not ex- uh, sure what to expect from Hertha, but last week the combo of Benzabayini, Neuhaus and Hoffman worked out quite well. Yeah, I think you can load up on the, like on the last match days. You don't have flexibility with your star man, which is uh, often an argument against doubling up on on positions uh, from one team don't have to worry about that so i think it's totally fine if you have like five club or, or frankfurt players for the last match day so the only question is you it makes your decision who to star man harder because you not only have to decide which matchup you like the most but then you have to decide which individual player out of this match day uh, you like the most but that's a luxury problem. So I wouldn't mind to, to load up. So if you want to invest furthermore in Gladbach and bring in Stindl, totally fine. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know what to expect from Hertha. Yeah, I, d- I think so. we could get a, a whole array of uh, results when it comes to Hertha on the final match day with this one. So yeah, I think you're in you're in the same boat as us when it comes to not knowing what to expect. Uh, the final part of his question, he says, is it necessary to play Sancho in your starting eleven? And I think the answer from both of us, Flo, is a no. Yeah. So we will move on uh, to the question from at Addy underscore Balaram. He's got a two-part question. Flo, uh, he's saying, how would you rank Diaby, Stindl, Embolo, Osako, Fulkrug and Hennings? Oh, interesting question. Um, Stindl, Diaby, Fulkrug, Hennings, Osako, Embolo. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I fully agree, actually. Maybe, maybe I'd put Diaby one notch higher. Maybe. And, and Ozako, I haven't thought about Ozako, but it's an intriguing thought to bring in Ozako. Because uh, he can be involved in shots. Yeah, we saw that earlier this but, season, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So if Fukruk is not in the starting lineup, maybe Ozako is the brim differential you're looking for. It's, 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 it's a good shout. From, uh, I like it. Well, uh, the second part of his question, he asks, is it worth doubling up on Kostic and Kamada? He says, I'm debating between Hoffman and Kamada for his transfers, seemingly. So how do we feel about doubling up on the final match day? Because it's not as big an issue, is it? Yeah, no, like I said before, I I don't mind it at all. And I think uh, Hoffman and Kamada, uh, both are great choices for the last match day. It's, it's, It's a coin flip for me. So I like both. Well, Adi Balaram is also sending you good wishes. He says in his second tweet, I hope Bremen give uh, Flo something to be happy about. And he, yeah, again, yeah. you're not alone in that boat either. Um, not one bit. Uh, let's move on to the next set of listener questions. It's five part. We have answered some of them, so we might skip through them. But it's from at Fantasy Bundes L1. Uh, and the first part of the question, is it a smart option to have Ben Zabayini for the final match day, Flo? Yes. Is Hakimi a must-have? No. Is it advisable to have both Kostic and Kamada in one team? We just answered that. Um, do you consider the Dortmund-Hoffenheim game to be a high-scoring match? No. We've, we've seen Dortmund struggling to score goals at points in the season. So <laughs> it's funny that I say that because it's the highest-scoring season of a Dortmund side ever in the Bundesliga. But, I mean, they scored six goals... At times, and then like against Mainz or before that against Dusseldorf, like two of the last three games, they struggled against relegation contenders to really create chances. And that's what makes me nervous for this uh, Hoffenheim game. Especially, like I said, like the motivation playing at Leipzig is, is an, it's just on a different level than playing at home against Hoffenheim. 
Yeah, no, I think th- there is the potential, but I would agree with Flo's assessment on that completely. But yeah, it's one of those that could score big. And I wonder whether it might be one that I'm looking at by the end of the match day and regretting, but that we'll, we'll find out on another day. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Um, like two or three of these matches will probably go fully out of hand, but it's just like you can't, you can't argue with yourself afterwards. Like it's not like you can, like if you could predict that, you, you can be a rich man in, in, in betting, but it's just like the nature of the last match day of the season that it's not really possible to predict. Yeah. And then I'll, then go with the places where you feel most comfortable. Uh, on projecting stuff and it's for me is uh, Gladbach and Frankfurt um the two teams uh Gladbach uh, Leverkusen and uh, Frankfurt I feel best with Gladbach coming in and third yeah which kind of also answers his fifth part of the question which is is Grifo the best option in midfield I mean we've talked about yeah. the fact that he could be good but I think it's fair to say he's not the best option not in my mind no not with the highest likelihood of getting 20 plus points no all right, um, then I want to close out the show with one question. I mean, Brittany Hoofers has sent one in, so I have seen it, but it's about rule changes potentially for next season. I think, I mean, it's a tough one to answer. I'd love to have the time to do it, but I don't think we're going to do it at the end of this show. So I'll close out one that's like looking back at the season. It's from uh, Mulcahy underscore Mike, uh, who is asking, looking at the season as a whole flow, what player has been your biggest fantasy surprise and what player has been your biggest fantasy disappointment this season? Ooh, that's uh, that's a, a, t- a tough one. So I, I have to think about it a bit. Um, the biggest disappointment might actually be Davy Klassen because uh, you know that I was always a big fan of him, uh, of the idea of him. I, I should uh, say more uh, direct because because I think it, it never has come to fruition what he could do just we just seen glimpse of it and that's definitely a, a disappointment uh, I would say the biggest surprise for me is Benjamin Pavard uh, I didn't expect him to play the role he did at Bayern and on top of that being also a, a very good fantasy defender sitting at um, 261 points and uh, the second second place in the surprise category goes to Christopher Nkunku, who I've basically haven't heard about before the season. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> you could argue that Coutinho also is a is a disappointment. So Klassen and Coutinho are my disappointments, and Pavar and Nkunku are my surprises. And that's just just like that was free jazz. Let me say free fantasy jazz. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm improvising yeah, straight yeah. off the top of your yeah. head I know I was put, I was putting you on the spot there I was putting you on the spot there a little bit um, I mean like for me there, there were a couple of surprises someone like Florian Niederlechner stands out because who expected him to have the season that he had the same could be said for Christian Gunter and Philip Max as well because uh, I was going to say Unkunku, but Flo took it off the tip of my tongue so I'll let him do that uh, and biggest disappointment I genuinely think is Niklas Fulkrug because well, I, he, he, he was injured we talked about like, him enough cut him some slack I know but is in oh sorry Okay, I'm talking about I'm talking about a disappointment if uh, had he stayed fit. 
he could have scored big. And so the fact that he didn't stay fit is a disappointment because we lost out. And I think a striker that could have made a big impact in this game. Uh, if you want to talk about players that weren't injured all the time, someone like Marcel Hausenberg comes to mind of Leipzig, you know, big things last season, but a change of role this season really hampered his fantasy uh, impact as well. Good Although shot, in Venice, yeah. I think he did still score quite well by the end of it. And actually, how, actually, excuse me, how can I do this surprise part without mentioning Martin Hinteregger? Seriously, uh, you know, 10.3 million uh, in, the, in the transfer market right now, highest scoring defender along with Philip Max this season. So I think he deserves a mention as well. So I thought that was a nice way to end the show. But should we talk about our player picks for the final match day? He, he is uh, scoring. Okay. Goal scoring. Goal scoring. I thought you meant fantasy scoring. What, Hinteregger? Oh, no, yeah. Okay, no. Highest scoring in terms of he has eight goals in the Bundesliga, not yeah, the highest yeah. scoring defender yeah, in the game, no. It's all good. My bad. It's all good. But do you, should we end on the player picks float? Yeah, of course. Have you got a Vegas choice for match day 34? I'm going with Fulcrew. Come on, I'm, I'm laying it out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you've got to do it, and I completely understand why. Um, well, that leaves things open for me. I think I will. The thing is, with the Vegas choice, I'd love to pick someone that's a surprise in the starting lineup. I'd love to be able to predict that now. Unfortunately, I can't. So I'm tempted more to go along the lines. Oh, of, you know what? I'll go with Vincenzo Grifo because I think he actually is a perfect Vegas choice candidate, and I think we've talked about all his merits as well. How about your super schnepchen flow? I'm going with Matteo Morey if he's in the starting lineup for Dortmund. And oh. um, Timothy Chandler is a good one as well. Oh, stop, stop stealing my picks well, with your second choices, Flo. You <laughs> just should write them name. down then, James. If you're, <laughs> Sorry, I if you're so I in love with the picks, just write them in our script. <laughs> and I can see that. Sorry, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, today's script got put together in a bit of a rush. I do apologize. <laughs> but no, I would have chosen Timothy Chandler. You know what? I'm going to stick with it because I think it's still, the, it's still a very valuable choice. Someone like... Marcus Zutner is still out there as well yeah. for Fortuna Dusseldorf or even maybe a Kanan Karaman if he's in the starting lineup as well. I'll throw a couple of extra names out uh, for you. Marco Friedel I mentioned Ooh, as yeah. well. Uh, so depending if he's in the starting lineup, I think he's a, he's a good shot. Uh, good shot Because uh, he just shoots in ridiculous positions, although he's not like... like I, I don't think that any of his shots ever came close to getting in, but... Like you, you have to admire the the effort. Uh, yeah, you do, you do. Um, how about your banker then? It, like, there's a name written in the script. That's yours. No, I, I didn't. I genuinely didn't write. Okay, any name then it's Kai Havertz. <laughs> quick, quick, take it now. And Kai Havertz is my banker. I th I think he's just. Yeah. He feels like the perfect combination of a safe pick with high, high upside, just because of the match against Mines and. I, I think the pressure is a way of minds totally. And I, I just like they had so intense two games with the Dortmund game and the Bremen game. I, I just think it's, it will be very tough for them to perform at a high level. And Leverkusen has everything to play for. So it's not out of the equation that Hatta can get a draw at Klapper and they have to do their homework and beat minds comfortable and Harvards will be an integral part and on top of that is probably his last game for Leverkusen in the Bundesliga yeah they still have the cup final but yeah so I expect a good game out of Kai Harvards 
No, it's, it's what we saw on the final match day last season. Gladbach lost against Borussia Dortmund in the Battle of the Borussias and Bayer Leverkusen won big against Hertha to pit them to the post for fourth. And so it's, yeah, it's not outside the realms of possibility. It could happen again. I'm thinking along the same lines, but I'm going to go with Kevin Folland. Um, although I will say if Lucas Alario is in the starting lineup, I would put Alario ahead of Folland. I'm just not convinced that's going to be the case. And therefore, I think Kevin Folland would be the pick for me from that Leverkusen match as my banker. Um, but that... Brings us to an end of this week's Talking Fußball Fantasy episode, but it also brings us to an end for the season. Flo, it's been a wild ride. I'm hoping to hold on to my 14-point lead come the end of match day 34, but do you want to give a little message to the listeners? Yeah, like the seasons before, I greatly enjoy that. I hope we all get back together for next season and maybe, and what I really hope is that we can talk about players like Eggestein or Fulkrug next season also. But my hopes are slim, but that would be my, my my biggest wish going into the match day. Well, the good news is I'm not commentating so, the Bremen game this weekend and uh, I've definitely not been a good luck charm for them. So that's probably a good no, thing. But who has? <laughs> True. <laughs> like, True. It's not, it's, it's not like if doesn't matter if commentators or referees or whoever, like who was involved in Bremen games, probably was... Not successful for Bremen. It's just the way the season turned out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been a good, a great ride in a fantasy sense again and a, a really horrible season as a supporter. But, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward, uh, to, to going into our fourth season, James. I am too. And uh, it has been our pleasure to cover another season of Fantasy Bundesliga. The rules got changed. The points got changed again at the start of the season. It was another high scoring uh, year in the Fantasy Bundesliga. And it has been a, a very fun roller coaster to ride with you all. So thank you for all the questions that you sent in throughout the season. Thanks for getting in touch. We look forward to seeing you again next year. Uh, but for now, we will say Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. 